welcome to Haken, an Animal Crossing podcast, your podcast dedicated to all things Animal Crossing. Episode 237 is brought to you by Heather and Alien, some of our amazing Patreon supporters. This episode is also possible thanks to our producers, Lindsay, For the Whim, Tab, Lazy Villager Megan Leslie, and Young Ol' Luce. This week, Nina and I are going to reveal the best item in Animal Crossing New Horizons. We will crown the fourth, third, second, and first place winners. After that, we'll discuss the reasons we've stopped playing Animal Crossing games. (laughs) So to begin, hello, Nina. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I've had a nice long weekend. I went to a Braves game. I've been playing lots of Pirates. I've been in full summer mode. I've seen you on Pirates every day, every hour of every day. Yep. (laughs) It's been a lot. (laughs) Yeah. That's basically, that's that's all I've seen you doing. Mm -hmm. It's great. Mm -hmm. And I downloaded it again, but (gasps) I have not found a chance to come and play with you. Look, Tab reminded me the other day that many birthdays ago, you promised me. Ago. Was it was it that long? Time doesn't I exist. I think it was just whatever your past birthday was, <laughs> that's when it happened. You promised me how many play sessions of Pirates? Was it three? Yeah. Three. Whenever you want. Okay. So, yeah. P- uh, send me your tickets. Okay. <laughs> I'll be there. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, before we hop into revealing the results of the bracket, Mm. we we don't want you all waiting too long for this one. (laughs) We've got some icebreakers for both of you. Nina, I see yours, and I'm so interested in what you're going to ask me. (laughs) Really? Yeah, I don't understand. Because I I see these words, child's play. Yeah. And I'm like... Scary movies, right? No. Like, that's that's what it is. <laughs> no. That's, that's a scary movie with Chucky. Uh, Chewie always writes his in white, so I can't see his answers. And I always code mine <laughs> so that he doesn't know what I'm going to ask him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my question is, what was your favorite, like, group game as a child? Like, tug oh. of war, capture the flag, uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. sharks and minnows. Uh, I don't know. That kind okay. of stuff. I don't know if there was ever a name for this. Uh, okay, immediately like three games three. come to mind. Okay. Yeah. I was a playground fiend. If you <laughs> if you if there was a playground, I was on it. Okay. If there was recess, I was the first one there. <laughs> I am all about the schoolyard games. I love them. Yeah. Um this one in particular, I don't know if there was a name for it, if this happened at other schools, it happened at mine, but basically kids would stand in these long rows, um, there'd be like two rows basically facing each other, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and all you would do was get a kickball and kick it to the other side, and that was it. To the other that side of would what? Do that. To the other side where the other people were. Oh. Like I'd be in my row facing another row of people and we'd just kick a ball and it would go and land it in their little group and somebody would catch it and then kick it. And okay. you were just basically trying to catch the ball and kick it. That was it. But it was not dodgeball. No, it was that. that that's the thing. Like it's like 
literally just kicking a ball back and forth. And but it was lots of people doing it at once. Could you get out? Were there rules? No, nothing. Not that I could remember. Oh. No rules whatsoever. Literally just back and forth kicking the ball. And it was great. Wow. We loved it. Wow. Um, the other two games I'd say are much more structured. I th- I feel like this one has different names depending on where you are. We just called it Foursquare. Oh, yeah. And it was basically, you know, the there's a big square with four squares in it. Yeah. And you would play this little game where you hit the ball and you try to hit it on somebody's square. Yeah. But make sure they couldn't get it. With like know? a kickball. Yeah. 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 Like with a kickball. And... The, and then you would there was like the the first place square you know and you could stay there as long as you could um and he just tried to stay in the game as long as possible otherwise you'd get out and you'd go back in line and try again right yes yeah and there was like a king spot and a queen spot and a jack or something uh-huh. yeah 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 exactly four square loved it yeah Everything i loved four about it too. mhm um the last one was you know regular old kickball like kickball. baseball, but with a kickball. Yeah. You know? Um, I the reason I loved this was because for some reason, I I don't know what pegged me as the kid to underestimate in things sports, <laughs> but like I'm I'm pretty athletic. I'm pretty like surprisingly enough, I'm pretty athletic. I'm pretty sporty, and I'm pretty into, uh games of en- that require physical movement and energy. Were right? you gangly? Why <laughs> why were you underestimated? Definitely. Oh, definitely. Okay. <laughs> I'm like a t- I'm like a skinny kid, real long limbs, probably look like I'm a fresh deer right out the womb just learning to walk, right? But like I'm very coordinated and agile and so I don't know. Whatever it was about me, I was underestimated in okay. these things. But <laughs> There, oh, we were playing a game of kickball. I think it was summer school specifically because there was a lot bigger mix of like ages in at this point. I think I was at like a school that went to like fourth grade or something. Third, no, that school definitely went to third grade, and I must have been in first or second. But you know, the third graders they do that thing where they're like, "Oh, easy out, everyone, scoot oh. in." <laughs> and that's that. That's what I get, you know, whenever these things happen. And then I was like, I can kick a ball. What is, this isn't hard. <laughs> and so they they roll the ball at me. I kick it, and I'm like, cool, good job, me. Made it to first base. And then they're all yelling, run, run. And then I looked, and apparently I kicked. I kicked it like it was out of there. <laughs> completely nobody around to catch it and so i i kicked a home run made it all the way around all the bases oh hit a home run it was, it was solid um on a related note mm-hmm. there was a game we kind of made up in it, it was exactly like kickball but we used a hacky sack instead what? um how far can you kick a hacky sack uh, apparently i i was like the babe ruth of this what? game <laughs> I was the person, the first person to ever kick it out of the park. Uh, basically, it was just like up on the second level of the blacktop or whatever. But yeah. I kicked a, a, they were like, all right, home run. You did it. Good job. Uh, but 
yeah, I, I, I'm very good at these things, but somehow I, people are just like, oh, no, he can't do that. I gotcha. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so many, so many little games. Oh, man, when we got into like, this, this is going to turn into just me playing yeah. games on the playground. <laughs> you wanting to be into, back like, in elementary school. Did you ever get those little like miniature RC cars? Um, yeah, maybe once or twice. They were a huge thing at my school at some point. Okay. Miniature RC cars. Um, whenever the ball, like, pit thing was empty, like, everybody had gotten all the basketballs, soccer balls, all the different balls yeah. in there. Um, the bottom was, like, this flat piece of wood. Right. And we would all just turn that into a little battle arena. So we would take our little, uh miniature rc oh, cars like really small. and we would fight them on there yeah they were tiny okay very i tiny never had cars. one of those we would fight them on that and the the goal was just to push each other's cars off of the that little platform and that was hype that was so much what? fun wow yeah so th- <laughs> these are the games <laughs> this, i did not play a lot of those games <laughs> they were a lot of it was just like made up on the schoolyard, and then others were like, these are established games, I feel like, lots Did of Did you guys ever play. play pickle, where all you're doing is just throwing a tennis ball as hard at your friends as you possibly can? <laughs> no. No, we didn't play that. Um, I forget what we called it. I, I did a lot of hacky sacking uh, throughout school. Um, yeah. I was very good at that. My record was 794 consecutive kicks. Jeez, how do you even have time for that many kicks in recess? I want to say, I did that after school. There was extracurricular, you know. Um, but it took probably around like 40 minutes to, wow. to get that many kicks. Wow. Um, so yeah, I did that quite a bit. Um, but there was there was one game where whoever messed up, you know, they just if they messed up, it was kind of like horse, you know, in basketball. Yeah. Score. But if you ran out of letters at this point, um, you just have to stand at the wall and everybody got it to throw the hacky sack at you as hard as they could. <laughs> oh my gosh. Kids are uh, You only got one throw, though, so you could miss. Yeah. Uh, and that was your throw. But... Man. My yeah, favorite so. from swim team was sharks and minnows. I oh. was un unbeated. <laughs> it was so much Unbeatable. fun. Unbeatable. <laughs> oh, memories. Almost drowning children. It's so much fun. <laughs> Love it. It's got to have a little bit of danger in it. Yes, it does. Fun, right? That's how kids have fun. All right, Nina. This isn't playground talk podcast the whole time. This yeah, is, yeah. We got to get going. I'm going to ask you your question. Mm-hmm. You're starting your own podcast. What's it about? No. No. Um, um, I, I wouldn't start my own podcast. I don't know. Um, You're getting some really solid suggestions in the in chat. chat animal facts. Yeah. Art facts, pigeon, just pigeon facts. The narrator, that's a joke from Sea of Thieves. <laughs> Maybe it would be a Sea of Thieves one. That would be fun. Yeah. Is there a Sea of Thieves podcast? They have an official one that's really interesting. Um, oh. But I should listen to a fan-made one. I need to look one up. Yeah. Um, 
Because I feel like the, what works about Animal Crossing more than a lot of series, and I'd say even Pokemon too, is just like, there. it's the game that keeps on going, you know? So yeah. I feel like you, when you pick a game, it should optimally be one that you will have plenty to draw from. Well, and Sea of Thieves is like that too. It's like been update city lately. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like Sea of Thieves of of a lot of games. Like, that's one that would be easy to keep up with. Sea of Thieves, wish with ocean facts. <laughs> yes. See, you you already just made the best Sea of Thieves podcast right there. There you go. Let's get. I it would started. listen to you and Michi talk Sea of Thieves all day. Yes. Every day. Yes. Let's do it, Michi. That would probably get me playing regularly. <laughs> You need to play regularly anyways. I know. I know I need to. But I just haven't yet. (laughs) Well, there we go. (laughs) All right. Well, everybody, we've kept you waiting long enough. It's time to reveal the best item bracket results. (gasps) This is the final time we will be revisiting we'll, we'll be visiting this i guess I shouldn't say revisiting. i'm sure we'll do um, another bracket though yeah we'll, we'll do another bracket but this is the best item like yeah. it's been determined there's no contesting it at this point like this is it we have figured out what the best item is so uh let's let's get into it just as a reminder the finals was down to gyroids and the plain party lights arch last week we had two wonderful guests quantrell and squee were fighting it out for (laughs) both of those items squee went hard for gyroids brought some really great prepared statements (laughs) quantrell off the cuff but very very brutal rebuttals throughout (laughs) Um, really strong fight between the two of them. Really great to see uh, the passion come out yeah. of both the items. They did you know? such a good um, job. And let me tell you, I don't know if it was the podcast or and what you both had to say, but this was by far the closest it has ever been mm. in this whole bracket. <laughs> it was back and forth constantly. I did not know who was going to win until I closed it. Like It, it, it was, was horrific. It was shocking how <laughs> close it was at times. I'd seen it swap back and forth. I'd seen it tied. I saw it, I saw a moment where the, the results were within 0.6% of each <laughs> other. It's unbelievable. I don't know how we got here. I... <laughs> mm. Every time it went back and forth, one was up by literally one vote. How many votes did we end up getting? In the end, we got, I think, yes, 236 responses, which is a beautiful number considering last episode was episode 236. There's a matchup there. This is also the big... most amount of votes we've gotten thus far for any of the bracket. So, wow. Yeah. People turned out for this. It was a passionate battle between the two. So to start, though, before we reveal that, there was a second vote in there, one we couldn't forget. 
that was the third place vote. So this was this will determine both oh, third yeah. and fourth place. We had Leaf Piles versus Street Lamp. So the the losers of the the fine the semifinal round, right? Yeah. But, you know, there's a there's a bit of consolation here. One of them gets to be third, and the other. I guess it's fourth, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is fine. Um, this one, not as close as the final round, um, which is honestly fitting. I'm really glad the final round was as close as it was. Um, but Leaf Piles versus Street Lamps, the percentage between the two, uh, one got 61% of the votes and the other got 39% wow. of the votes. Who did you vote for? Um, oh, you know these two are my babies. I know. Right here. I love leaf piles. I love street lamp. Um, <laughs> in the end, I decided to give it to street lamp. Oh, excellent! I voted for yes. street lamp also, even though yeah. I drew a picture of you hiding in a leaf pile and me. I love it. <laughs> I love that picture. Street lamp at you. <laughs> <laughs> love love it perfect picture but yeah street lamp i think what i just really thought street lamp was gonna be at the end of this i thought it was gonna make it to the finals i thought it was gonna take the whole thing i think over the course of this whole process i i I really became team street lamp to the end nice so third I, i voted third for them um yeah and i guess you did too yes all right, so with 39% of the vote, the fourth place goes to Leaf Piles. No, no. <laughs> Meaning third place goes to Street Lamp. Oh, oh, this is good. oh wait, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I was you, backwards. You heard it wrong. Okay, okay, you, okay. You heard it backwards, yes. Fourth place <laughs> goes to Leaf Piles. Third place goes to Street Yay, Lamp. Yay, okay, good. <laughs> yeah. So you're good. You're yeah. Good, Nina. All right. Good, good, good. You got what Sorry. you hoped for. Sorry. So. I was just so ready to be disappointed. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. This this one I'll announce a lot more clearly. I'm going to announce who, who won okay. first place. We're about to have winner. a Miss Universe problem. Yeah. Don't, don't want one of those, <laughs> Steve Harvey. <laughs> don't want one of those. Okay. So yeah, Street Lamp, happy, I'm happy with it getting third, solid. Okay, for the first place vote, let me tell you what this percentage ended at. So we've got the Plain Party Lights Arch versus Gyroids, incredibly close. 52.1% to (gasps) 47.9%. That's still pretty close. Very close. I mean, I know it was I, closer, but... It was closer at points. I, I saw it when it was 50.3% to 49.7%. Oh, my gosh. So it was closer at points. It s- swapped places every time. First, uh, you know, gyroids were in the lead, and then plain party lights took the lead. It just went back and forth continuously. Mm-hmm. But we, we've ended up with a pretty clear winner. I will say, though, out of the all these votes that we got, 236, the winner only really won by 10 votes. 10 votes? 10 votes. Ooh. 
When I, I I tweeted it at one point, and I just said, I cannot stress enough how close this is and that every vote makes a difference here. I meant it. Like, literally, they were one vote ahead, uh, 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 away from each other. I um, can't feel my fingers right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. That's what we want to hear. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, let's let's tell you who won here. Mm-hmm. With 52.1% of the votes, the winner of the best item bracket and the first annual May Mayhem, which might be more than annual, we might do another one, is Gyroids. Mm. Oh, goodness gracious. I'm so glad. (laughs) Gyroids have taken... The win, just uh, barely. Wow, barely coming out on top. Wow, it was a fight to the bitter end. There were there was a long time when Plain Party Lights Arch was ahead by like seven votes or so. Uh-huh, I'm pretty sure that's when I said I was going to quit the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow gyroids managed to make a little bit of a comeback before the end <laughs> and and got there but gyroids have taken the win wow i uh, i <laughs> i have no words <laughs> that's yeah. incredible i 10 votes mhm all from gyroids. <laughs> All, uh, yeah, those 10 votes for gyroids really took it. But by far, one of the most intense battles I've ever seen. Oh my gosh. I, uh, <laughs> we had so many people fill out this bracket to begin with, and there were so many answers. Like, I cannot believe how many items even just had one point, you know, like one vote for them. And to make it all this way down to the plain party lights arch and gyroids, which had to all be grouped together. Whew. Mm -hmm. That was, that was a journey. Yeah. Yeah. They, they fought hard. They got, all the votes they needed. They, yeah. They, they truly did a great job. Um, they a great worked item. together. Yep. Wonderful item. Wonderful little friends that you can make and put around your place. They're just, a, you know, they're the, the companion we, we need right now. <laughs> Look, and Lloyd is even in uh, Smash Brothers. So this makes mm-hmm. sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, Lloyd gets... A, there's a lot of... Uh, gyroid representation that goes beyond Animal Crossing. So, yeah, yeah, I'm proud of them. Yeah, I'm proud of them. I'm so happy they won. They did great. And I guess next time we're gonna have to we're, we're gonna have to do the same thing for KK Slider songs. Look, I'm thinking either KK Slider songs or or just Villagers. <laughs> I think oh. that would be incredible too. Best Villager. Best villager of all time of all time i mean it if you all vote judy (laughs) this is gonna be a terrible bracket 
<laughs> I think we need to save KK Slider songs for when Sergio returns. Yeah, definitely. When Sergio's here, KK Slider songs mm-hmm. have to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, you might think that someone like Judy would win, but we all thought the Froggy Chair was going to win, and it was out on the first round. So yeah, Froggy Chair yeah. did not stand a chance. Kids tent. You never know. That's the true winner. You never right know. Mm-hmm. Wow, I need a nap. <laughs> <laughs> that was a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Nina, I guess you can reveal now. You're you're about to quit the podcast, right? Oh, I what I was throwing a fit like a child all week long. I, <laughs> it was not a good moment for me. I'm very glad Chiroids won. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! I even changed my little icon in Discord to the little to the little Sproingoid who look like Finn and Jake from Adventure Time. I. Mm-hmm. I just love them. I love gyroids. I'm sorry. I know that I need to be an unbiased podcaster, but I'm not. Yeah, I think that was the most difficult part. Like, we we had to play it right, you know? Yep. We had to talk about these as fairly as possible. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we gave our, our reasons after yeah. why we voted and everything. I think it was it, it went well. It was a fun time. And we didn't ever cheat. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Could it could a but we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I think the next time though, you came up with a good uh way for us to kind of go about doing the next bracket where we take a little bit of a longer time. That mm-hmm. way people know what the results are and then we can have people in like the next week to argue for them and then the vote opens up again yeah so it'll be twice as long it'd be like every other week where it's like a bracket week and then a discussion week and then a bracket week and a discussion week i think that way we could get some more participation going it'd be really nice yeah yeah because that's that's one thing i wanted to happen a little bit more have more people on we did have a lot of people on which was great to meg nebula squee quantrell they also they all got to be on the show a little bit but Mm -hmm. i think with this we'll we'll be able to give the patrons a little bit more time to you know plan for it and join us yeah and i think if we do villagers it's gonna be a little more personal Feelings might get mm-hmm. hurt, but people can mm. tell stories about why their favorite villagers are their favorite villagers. That could be super fun. Yeah, we all died when Squee was talking about the watering can club, the elephant Aww, watering can yeah. club. So beautiful. Love it. Yeah. So, yeah. I think we'll we'll get a really great turnout for villagers. Everybody's got a favorite, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, congratulations to Gyroids, the winner of May Mayhem 2022. I guess maybe we'll maybe we'll revisit items again one day, but who knows? I mean, we it could just end up the same. Same top 16, same winner, who knows. You know, that um, would be interesting. I, I Yeah, I I wonder if if people would have voted, would not have voted for such like niche items, knowing like how split up their votes ended up becoming. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was just interesting because of how deep the pool was. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if more, if people kind of like forgot some other items that yeah. they wanted to put on there too. So 
yeah, we don't know how it'll turn out again, but maybe maybe it'd be worth revisiting at some point. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, this this sounded funny when I said it in the announcements, but we are going to talk about why we stopped playing Animal Crossing, but it's not so much going to be New Horizons focus. It's more to just explore like some of the older games, why we stopped playing those, maybe a little bit of New Horizons as well. But, but yeah, it's really just to take a look at when are we done? Mm -hmm. When are we satisfied with the experience we got? When are we ready to move on to other games? And most importantly, like, when are we just like, all right, give me the new Animal Crossing game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because <laughs> as fun, as much fun as we have with each title, there's always this huge excitement we feel for whatever the next one is, you know? Um, I'm sure, we're, I'm sure a lot of us are going to start feeling that way very soon with New Horizons uh, being you know, done, probably no updates from here on out. And then after a couple years, we'll be like, all right, Nintendo, like new systems out. Where's, where's Animal Crossing? <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder how long we're going to have to wait. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but I, I will say based on how dang popular Animal Crossing got with this iteration and just how many copies it sold, I think Nintendo is going to put a little bit of priority on on it and start making them a little bit faster, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mhm. Mm All right. Well, uh let, let's let's head on this journey. Um I guess I can start we can start with the first game. Okay. Um Population Growing. Mm -hmm. uh, this one was, uh, at least the iteration that I, I played, was the GameCube game, the English North American version of the game. Uh, I think that came out in 2002. And I don't think I played it until maybe like 2004, I would say. Okay. Like a couple years after the fact. Um, but I knew about the game. I knew... I uh, nothing about it while also knowing about it because I think that's how Animal Crossing kind of is as a series mm -hmm. when you don't play, you know. Um, so all I knew about the game was that I wanted to play, and it sounded amazing. Um, Nina, what uh, what was your experience with this one? <laughs> I um, did not play this as a child, and went out and bought a uh, GameCube and a controller and a memory card and population growing as an adult. Gosh, mm -hmm. maybe like around 2016 or 18 or something like that, like recently, um, mm. because I love Animal Crossing. And I never got to play the first one. So I plugged it all up. I was real excited. It all came in and played it for about um, – 30 minutes <laughs> before <laughs> I had to go lay down and turn out the lights because <laughs> the uh, acre system gave me like a horrible visual migraine. I, I could not keep playing. I was so bummed. Um, mm -hmm. I tried it again the next day and the same thing happened. And I just am, it's, ugh, I wish I could play this game. I really hope that it gets a port or something soon so that I can try again. Um, but I I cannot play Population Growing and I it's like my least my least favorite thing. I want to be able to play it. Oh. 
So that's why I stopped playing it because <laughs> I couldn't see. <laughs> yeah, and I think like the big challenge with even a port is I don't really see them changing the the way the camera works. No, moved. I'm just hoping maybe they smooth it or fix maybe like up the graphics. I don't know something, anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So so that's it. That's your whole experience. That's why you stopped playing. Wow. I played a whole one. hour of population growing. <laughs> yeah. For me, I guess that that play session lasted a little bit longer, but I a lot of people know my history with a certain villager who mm. who moved away one day. Um but I was having a great time with population growing. I woke up uh, at that point I was in high school and I was up at like five in the morning every day to get ready for school. And then I was like, I'm just going to check into Animal Crossing real quick. Say good morning to whoever's up because the store is not open yet. Um, And I've never been like one of those time travel people. Um, But it was a big part of my day. I'd wake up, I'd play a bit, I'd get home from school, I'd play a bit. It was it was a great time. And then uh, the friend that I had borrowed it from, the she she gave me her memory card and said, "Oh yeah, if you put this in the other slot, like you can visit me on the train." And I was like, "Oh, I really I want to try that." Um, so I did it. The one downside to visiting other people's towns in that is that one of your villagers will move away. Mm. You have no control over who it is. You can't stop it from happening. It's always something tied to traveling to somebody else's town in that game. So you go to a place, they move away. So I went, and of course... Of all the villagers I could have lost, it was my best friend, mm. Pancho. And after that, I was, I was uh, devastated. My, my best friend was gone. The only way I could visit him was if I went to uh, visit him on that friend's town because they moved to that town. And then when I did that, another one of my villagers left. And it just became like how... Do I get my villagers back? Yeah. You know, and that just like killed my momentum, I'd say, with Mm -hmm. the game. I was like, it just doesn't feel like my home anymore now that all my villagers have left me in my attempt to get Poncho back, you know? Yeah. So it just is sad overall, (laughs) just real sad ending to it and then I just didn't I didn't feel like logging in quite like I did before and then I eventually like deleted that town and I've always kind of still even though that town didn't feel the same and felt like a little bit messed up since my villagers were all leaving me and everything um I still kind of wish I had that town so I could go back to it and see like oh yeah I remember all these things that I used to walk around in and So I, I kind of wish I still had it. I definitely wish I still had, like, poncho and stuff. But, yeah. you know, you live and you learn. But, yeah, after that, that game just wasn't the same for me. And because it was, like, 2004 or so, it actually wouldn't be that long before the Wild World came out. Yeah. And I would be playing that, too. So it was a little bit of a, a mix of both. I 
I had lost my motivation to play slash there was a new game and I was like, oh, I, I need this fresh start, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gosh, is Poncho, he's not, is he, is he still your favorite villager? Um, I think Pearl is my yeah. favorite at this point, but, but both Pearl and Poncho are currently on my island in New Horizons, so mm-hmm. still, still love them both. Man. I mean, it reminds me of the Wild World movie with um, mm-hmm. the elephant leaving. What was her name again? Yeah. Uh, it was Margie? Mar- yes. Margie? Yes. Yes. No, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a, it's an Animal Crossing thing. It's a, it's like that old nostalgic feeling. Yeah. I think everybody should experience it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as sad as sad as it as it is and it ruined the game for me, mm. uh, we all need it. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. All right. So, this brings us to Wild World. Uh Nina, this was like this was the game that started it all for you, right? Yes, it was. Um <laughs> this I, and I loved this game, but there's not a whole lot to it. There's not great holidays. So there was nothing really bringing me back year after year. Um, and I kind of just have, <laughs> every once in a while, I have a problem with object permanence. <laughs> it's probably part <laughs> of my ADD. But like I just kind of forgot this game existed after a while because um, I wasn't playing it. And so the less I played it, the less I remembered to play it. And it just slowly fades out of my routine. And um, I think that's not a bad way to stop playing a game. It's it's not like I was missing it and not being able to play it. It just I had played it and was okay with being done and then I think City Folk came out so I had something new to play with <laughs> something shiny mm. and new so um not a not a sad story or um you know like a tragic story but uh just kind of there there it went goodbye wild world yeah yeah and I mean that could be just how some games go just you slowly start dropping off after a little bit and then all of a sudden you don't play it anymore. Yeah. And you just remember it later and you're like, oh, yeah, I used to play that all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think with Wild World, that's when I I want to say I just got like real deep into the I want to play every single day for a year. You know, like that's mm. when that real time clock aspect of it, like really got ingrained in me um because even like the first game yes I played all the time and stuff but there were definitely times when I missed it and a a lot of that really stems from like it wasn't portable like we do these long road trips to Mexico and I'd be gone from the game for like a month you know with Wild World with uh the first game Population Growing oh I see yeah so Wild World changed that, and I was like, oh, I can play every single day because this thing's never leaving my side. I'm always going to have my DS with me, you know? So that's when I became an avid, like, must-play-every-day type of person yeah. for Animal Crossing. Yeah. Um, 
And I did. I mean, I did as much as I possibly could in Wild World. Every single activity they put in front of me, I was like, yep, got to do that. Got to do it all. Um, And so eventually I'd paid off my house. I had done as much as I could in that sense. You know, I felt very accomplished. And I, I don't know how long I kept just getting as much money as possible. I And that was like, it was a chore every single day that it was money day because it was, that was basically when the trees would come back with all the fruit and mm. I'd be like, all right, time to pick all these fruit again. <laughs> and and it, th- those days were hard because fruit didn't stack. You only had 15 spaces in your inventory. <laughs> there wasn't an outdoor box to sell it to. You had to go through the loading screen of walking into the building, yep. of talking to Tom Nook, selling the stuff, walking out, doing that all over again. Mm-hmm. And it just took so much of my day. <laughs> Uphill both I wanna ways. I want to say it was like three hours <laughs> <laughs> of just doing that. And then... I was tired of it. Yeah. And I was like, why am I why am I doing this? I've got like all the stuff that I want already. I have the biggest house. And so uh I felt like at that point I was like, All right, I'm good. I'm done. This is all I needed yeah. from this game. I don't have to keep going, you know? Yeah, and I think I that's when I started looking up a little bit of of what you needed to unlock certain things. And I'm pretty sure in order to unlock like the the best nooks cranny you had to have someone visit your town. And I was like, well, I don't know anyone who plays this game. So that's not oh, happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I there was just a lot of limitations with World World. So I fell off of it. I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's just, you know, that's another way for it to go. Yeah. And I'd say in this sense, I did feel like I had accomplished all the things I wanted to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, in the first game... That was so much harder to do because I was like, oh, man, completing these uh, museum things are going to be so much more difficult because I'm not here this month when this thing's available. Or, you know, there, there were a lot of challenges I ran into with that one. Nowadays, I could probably go back and, like, make it work, you know. But, yeah, um, the, with Wild World in particular, I was like, cool. I got my fill yeah. with this and I'm ready for whatever's next. Nice. And. Whatever was next, honestly, didn't take too long to come out. I think this was the shortest gap between Animal Crossing games, um, only a few years. um, And real early, I'd say in the, I guess, not too early in the Wii's lifespan, but um, 2008, Animal Crossing City Folk was released. And I think the big reason this game came out so quickly was because it is a lot like Wild World definitely built up on that foundation has a couple extra things to it that I personally feel make it a better game overall but I know that's open to discussion for yeah. a lot of people yeah <laughs> yeah uh city folk so you mentioned with wild world uh did you come back with city folk yes I yeah I definitely got city folk I remember playing it in my tiny dorm room in college <laughs> I loved it <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, City Folk was, uh, man, I want to say it was like pretty mid-high school for me mm-hmm. at that point. And I I loved it, honestly. I was like, sweet, I've got cliffs again 
it looks like and it looks a little bit better yeah uh, than wild world did and it plays definitely better um unfortunately my town is a desert now because i've been running around everywhere (laughs) you know yeah um so so that part was rough but i don't know i think Overall, there was just like so much, so many little secrets in City Folk that I think, I think City Folk kind of is where the lore of Animal Crossing lives for me. I think there was a lot of little side stories for City Folk that made it, that made the characters feel a lot more alive and real. Um, the villagers were worked kind of funky, but the the special characters themselves were like, oh, there's so much to them that yeah. I didn't realize there was to them, you know? Like, even characters like Shrunk and stuff where it was like, oh, I've got this mentor who also does some shows here at this place, you know? And there's this whole mission trying to get K.K. Slider's guitar back to him and uh, you get a bunch of different items yeah. back to these characters. And then there's Rossetti's secret home in the city. And that you Serena can get to. in the fountain. Yeah, Serena in the fountain, the whole like boondocks storyline where you're <gasps> donating to this little town. And, and Red was hard to get to also. Yeah, Red, you had to get an invite from your villagers so you could, you know, get a, get the special letter. And he's like, oh, yeah, you can come in. Mm-hmm. You're trusted now. Mm-hmm. You're part of us, <laughs> part of the family. Um, and then Brewster with his gyroid collection and stuff. So I don't know. There, there's a lot of really great lore in City Folk that I don't think they've quite hit as well yeah. since. Mm-hmm. But like all games, I guess it, it, you know, it ended for both of us. Do you kind of remember how it ended? Yeah, I uh, I was kind of playing City Folk. Like I'd play a character and I'd kind of then start an island over. I was really into restarting City Folk and got into like keeping track of the maps that could generate and started make, making lists of fish and bugs I could catch and when I could catch them. Um, and so I think I had restarted enough and had caught enough that I eventually New Leaf hype started. Um in Japan, at least, because um, we mm. didn't get it <laughs> in in the United mm-hmm. States for what six months later or something. Nine, I think. Nine months it was later. A long wait. Yeah. Um, and before it even released in Japan, people were excited about it. I was ordering like big, huge Japanese guidebooks and and really getting into the <sighs> online community. So. Um, though the I was Tumblr days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> though I was still playing city folk um i wasn't really playing a certain character or a certain town through and through so it was an easy drop off for me because i wasn't invested at all mm-hmm. and then i you know then got to watch Lin and co play <laughs> new oh, i love them <laughs> I follow them on Instagram. I've mm-hmm. never gotten a response Aww. for them to be on the show. Yeah. Because I would love to have them on it to talk to Animal Crossing. Yeah. Both of us talking to them, that'd be so great. <laughs> um, yeah. So I just, I kind of stopped City Folk because of New Leaf. 
though there was a pretty mm-hmm. big gap between those two, wasn't there? Um, yeah, I think it was a pretty big gap. I want to say it was four years. Okay, yeah, 2008 not too bad. to 2000. Well, technically five for us. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a gap for sure. I'd say the biggest thing that happened for me with this game was that it was an on again, off again thing for me just because it was once again home console. Yeah. And there were big parts of the year where I couldn't play, you know? Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't know. I've always loved the home console iterations more than the handheld ones, mostly for little technical reasons. Like they run better. They look a little bit better to me. And I just, I like that, right? With Animal Crossing. Um, And so the difficulty I had with City Folk was like, I'd be gone in Mexico during the summer or the winter, and then I'd miss a huge part of the game. And so then, you know, it kind of takes you out of that groove. You start to lose your momentum. And so I'd drop off for little bits and then come back for a good portion of the year, you know, and still have fun with it. But it became an on-again, off-again thing. But I'd say I started being more consistent with that game kind of later in its lifespan. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I My friend, he was a big Animal Crossing fan, and he got really into just, like, collecting everything, buying out the shops and all that. Mm. And then I was like, oh, I guess that is something I can work toward in this game. And so that got me, like really into buying all the items, collecting as much as possible. And I became a lot more of a completionist with City Folk. Um, Definitely never completed it or anything, but uh, I did feel like reinvigorated with the game and would play as much as possible. Um, But over time, I think the same thing that got you got me, where I was like, I want the next Animal Crossing game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm doing a bit of the same thing every day with like collecting and stuff, going to all the shops, buying them out and trying to get all the items. And I was like, eh, I could do more in a game, you know? <laughs> and yeah. so the New Leaf hype started happening and I was, and then my focus just shifted. I was like all about New Leaf. I wanted to know as much as possible about the game, watch everybody who had it early from uh, Japan mm-hmm. and, yeah, so uh, that that's where it shifted for me. So I dropped off just because I was hyped for the next game. Yeah, yeah. Which is a, also a great reason. It is a great reason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. So I guess this gets us to New Leaf, mm-hmm. right? Uh, huge, huge game for everybody. This one felt like, all right, there's a community around this series. This felt like the most connected uh one for me mm-hmm. and i'm sure you as well yeah where i was like actively making friends online through animal crossing yeah you know yeah so t- tell me about your times with new leaf i mean just like we said it started even before the game came out which was so <laughs> much fun um and it had that huge online community which i was a big part of and i played new leaf the longest i'd ever ever played an Animal Crossing game. I played my town of January, which was the only town (laughs) I ever played on New Leaf. Um, And I still have it on my Pop-Tart 
3DS. Mm, oh, I'm so jealous <laughs> you have that. Um, January still exists. I just kind of finished January. Um, it... <sighs> I it was one of those towns that I or I'm just one of those weird people that liked that villagers would come crashing in wherever they wanted to <laughs> and mm-hmm. I had to rework it. So January did get reworked a lot, which was nice. Um but kind of towards the end of me playing New Leaf, I wasn't logging in as much, so villagers weren't moving out because they don't move out spun I mean they they think about moving out on their own but they won't mm-hmm. move out if you're not playing so you won't like log back in and just have brand new villagers so January wasn't progressing anymore which made it feel nice and finished and I was happy with the layout and I was happy with how it looked and my paths I had made and my Memories I had made um, and just kind of stopped. But it was a solid two years of play before it started to dwindle. Mm. <laughs> it was good, though. I mean, I, I still think about it fondly. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I'd say I think New Leaf, I played every day for two years before starting to slow down yeah. on it as well. So. I got a, a great amount of time with it. Um, definitely did a lot. And then I, I'd play, you know, here and there for the next year or two until that big Welcome Amiibo update came out. And then I was like back on the daily, you know? Mm-hmm. So for me, I just loved it. It was back to being able to play anywhere, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Didn't have to wait. And then just like... The updates that New Leaf got were so good for the gameplay. Yeah. Like they, it really, this one introduced the taller villager body. Oh. So all of a sudden we have all of this new clothing and that pants. we can collect. Yeah. Yes. Pants was a huge deal for <laughs> me. It was huge. Me. Huge, huge deal. Um, so being able to change pants was just like, yes, this is incredible. Um, but yeah, so many things updated just based on our character dim- proportions mm-hmm. and dimensions, you know. Um, and then all the online activities too, like the the online mini games, the mini game island, and and being yeah. able to easily go and trade with people and sell turnips, and mm-hmm. it it was really built to for online mm-hmm. and really made it a great experience, you know. Man, um, and then but, the update. Yeah, and then the update. And I'd say at that point, um, after the update or so, I did feel like my town was basically done Yeah. after a while. Mm-hmm. I was like, cool. I think I'm good. I think I'm good with like where my where I am in this game and stuff. And then I did like go back to um go back to the game just before New Horizons came out, you know? But yeah, I left it in a state where I was like, all right, this place is good. I'm ready to leave it here. This is my current villager's little um, paradise. Yeah. Them, you know? So I did feel like I, I finished my New Leaf Town um, and, could, and could easily just say goodbye to it. Yeah, I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And I mean, I could, you, you could always go back to any of the games and, you know, try to collect everything. But where I left yeah. my leaf, I was like, I mean, museum's done. Everything's paid off. I've maxed all my town's um, public works projects. Everybody's happy. I've done the decorating I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. My rooms are as is, you know. So, yeah, I just haven't felt too much of a need. I think if I went back to New Leaf, I mean, I'll always keep that original Haken now that I've, I'm a, a wise old man who <laughs> decided deleting any Animal Crossing first experience is not something I want to do ever again. Um, I have like two other copies of the game that I can go in and delete and restart, you know? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause the, oh man, I love that that game is tied to the cartridge. Yeah. That's of, really nice. Yeah. So, so yeah, my, my original town in New Leaf remains, it feels done. And then kind of the same thing between like city folk and New Leaf. Like I just got hit with that new horizons hype and I was like, yep. I'm going to play New Horizons now. That's it. <laughs> mhm. Mm yeah, I it took a while for New Horizons hype to get here. Um, but it was good once it got here. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is so good. I'm glad it's I'm glad it's here. Mhm. Mm <laughs> so, I guess that gets us to New Horizons mm -hmm. and where we are with that game. Oof. <laughs> it's been a rough uh, ride sometimes. Yeah, sometimes there there are some some things that just, you know, maybe you dropped off from the game here and there, didn't quite feel it like you did before. Yeah. So so I guess like where where are you with New Horizons right now? Well, are you playing? Are you checking in? I have not played gosh, probably since February or January. Um, wow. It's been a long time. I, as you guys know, finished Keel Hall and felt very good about Keel Hall being complete and was ready to start over with um, Bergamot. I'm still excited about Bergamot and would like to play it one day. Um, but, you know, life is a fire tornado on on a turbulent ocean <laughs> i um you know i've got a lot of responsibility at work especially towards the end of the school year and got caught up in all that and um we haven't had an update in a while for animal crossing so that hasn't helped either um and I've been pirating like a loon so i i just have not been in an animal crossing um mood lately but I feel it coming and I've got, I'm excited in, not in June, but in July to have free time to yeah. uh, ho hopefully get Bergamot moving for the fall. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a, that's a quick turnaround going from like, you know, when the game came out to feeling like you finished Keel Hall pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Though it was, I feel like it was kind of like the new leaf, um, cycle it was about two years right yeah yeah that's true maybe two and a half mm -hmm. so that's a great amount of time to get out of the game yeah and if i look at hours played in new leaf for two years versus new horizons <laughs> for two years new horizons yeah. 
and Keelhaul definitely got way more playtime, um, which makes sense because there's more to do outside with decorating and stuff. But but it had run its course for me. I would log in mm-hmm. and walk around and be like, oh, I don't want to change anything. Um, and that's and then log right back out. And that's when I kind of realized it was time to keep going, to move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point for sure. Especially like in in the first year of New Horizons, I'd far surpassed my New Leaf hours. Yeah, with yeah. The game. Like <laughs> this game, I can't stress enough like how much more playable mm-hmm. New Horizons is. Like, there's a lot of aspects to it that I think. I mean, if you're kind of pessimistic, like one friend I know, he's like, "Oh yeah, but that's like all artificial length of time, like crafting stuff to make it and everything." But but my argument toward that is like, what about the artificial time of like waiting for the next day before there's new items in the shop so you can buy those, you know? Yeah. I felt like crafting itself may be, it turned players into a more active participant in item collection and decorating than it has ever been. So I don't know. I think there's a lot of New Horizons that is far more play, far more of a game than I'd say Animal Crossing has been up until now. Um, But that said, I will say that I think some of the end game pacing is like, it's it's a steep cliff that drops you off, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, if you have no interest in really decorating your home and, you know, trying to get all the villagers that you want and decorating your island is like the, the, what there is for you is going to disappear pretty quickly because like the, I'd say the strongest portions of the game happened kind of in those first months, you know, when we were all just like barely paying off our house, barely getting all the villagers, barely building up all the town and, you know, like there was so much to build. There was so much progression. Mm -hmm. And then, once you're done and you get like the terraforming, yeah, that's a huge thing that really changes up what you can do with your island. But after that, it's like a real steep drop off into the land of like the fun is really up to you. Yes. Like what you get out of the game is completely up to yeah. the player. And as and their interest in these activities is going to get them as far as it'll get them. And after that, like you're kind of just done. Like, you can just stop, you know? Mm-hmm. And the so, the holidays aren't really getting many updates either. So once you've played them yeah. once or twice, that's it. Yeah, and that's the other difficulty. Like, yeah, the, the year will kind of, like, keep you going. And, you know, you'll log in and be like, oh, cool, time to get these new bugs and fish and uh, diving creatures yeah. that I haven't gotten yet. The beginning you know, like, of the month was amazing every single month the first year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I think that's, like, the biggest thing that I feel can be addressed in future Animal Crossing games, like add more bugs, add more fish, mm-hmm. add more things, like change up the updates in a way that's like keeps people enjoying the activities, the other activities that there are. Yeah. Because you know? right now I think there's like an endless amount of content that you can get from decorating, but all the other activities kind of suffer in that mm-hmm. way um, where 
is there really a point to catch any more fish and bugs if you've already gotten the 5,000 fish and bug badge and donated everything? Not unless you want to make more models, which really only go toward that decoration aspect, Mm -hmm. you know? It'd be really interesting if they added, like, migration patterns or something into the bugs and fish. So, like... Uh, like the cicadas, for example, that that come out of the ground every seven years. <laughs> but like maybe yeah. it could be certain cicadas can be caught on even number of years and certain ones can be caught on odd number of years just to kind of stretch yeah. them out a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I, I love the bug and fish. So I'd, I'd love to see more of them, but I can totally understand where eventually the game just has <laughs> too many things to catch. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And how does the team handle like expanding the museum every yes, single time? Exactly. You know? The museum is a beast. Mm-hmm. And maybe it just comes down to like, oh, this year, this is the exhibit, you know? Yeah. Oh, like, that was, say, ooh, say traveling exhibits. Yes, oh. exactly. There, there's opportunities Exhibit there. I think highlights. there's a way they can make it work. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's just what New Horizons runs into, just the steep drop-off for a lot of people who aren't super interested in the the decoration aspect. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, other than that, like, I think even the the parts that we got with, like, the town building, earning up all the shops, getting all the new villagers and stuff, like, I think that's stronger than it's ever been mm-hmm. in an Animal Crossing game. I think all those experiences were really great, and I just want to see that expanded upon on the next one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just keep throwing me into a dump. That <laughs> I needs love to it. Be built up and turned into something amazing. Yes, you know exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even if they like, and I I recognize that a lot of this is really like the hardware limitations that Nintendo faces with the Switch and making this game. Because I I I was betting money before this game came out, that we'd be able to expand our island eventually, Mm -hmm. you know? Because even that would be like, okay, if we could expand our island, what does that mean? Oh, maybe more shops can open up on the island. Maybe more people can, more villagers can move into the island, you know? Like, I feel like that on its own, like, expands what you're able to do on your place and kind of just keeps the game moving. Yeah. So... Yeah, if we could just expand our next place and all of a sudden that means we can get more shops on there. Um, Maybe there's like Nook's Crannies Jr., you know, like a little quick Nook stop for this little side of town. Yeah. Um, That, you know, just so they have a place to shop for what they need, you know. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it'd it'd be great if we got an iteration of the game that really lets us just keep expanding our world in ways that we haven't been able to. Cause I think that's, that would keep players going for so much longer. Absolutely. <laughs> just knowing that you can keep going, making a bigger and better town. <laughs> oh gosh. I, I'm just excited to see where it goes next. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. We're getting our own planets next. Right here. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Animal crossing planet. That's the world. <laughs> Animal Crossing planet. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. 
Yeah, so I, I guess I should say for me, New Horizons, uh, I I dropped off not because I'm not interested in decorating and stuff, because I do really still like that aspect of the game, but I'd say I've been playing less, mostly because I've just been playing other games yeah. lately. Um, because I'm like writing for Patch and that sort of thing, I I do have to continuously keep some indies going on my list, right. you know. Um, so so yeah, I'm just I'm exploring other games, which has been nice. My backlog has grown so much in the two years I spent on Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, look at all this uh, money I spent on games that I didn't play enough. So I'm just trying to get my money's worth on the stuff I have bought. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, I think that's another like really kind of natural reason to stop playing a game you've been playing a while is that new things are coming out and it's time to spend, you know, your hard-earned free time on other things mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, and I know Animal Crossing's always there waiting for yeah. me and I can log in whenever I like because I do... I keep remembering some of the stuff that I haven't done. Like, I really want to go in and redecorate some of my villagers' places. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a bunch of homes on my island that are mostly empty that I've always wanted to decorate, too. So there's plenty for me to go back to and enjoy. Yeah. And uh, I guess I'm afraid right now of getting too into it falling into my <laughs> habits of like not getting through some of the other games I wanted to play too. So no, but yeah. that's... There, there will be a point when I go back to it and really like go hard yeah. on the rest of my island and stuff. And that's the magic of Animal Crossing though. You you can go mm-hmm. back to it whenever you want. It's the best. Yeah. And just talking about it right now gets me excited about <laughs> it. <too. laughs> so yeah, there's there there's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right well let's go ahead and end our show with haken's islander corner for those of you who don't know every single week we ask our patrons on patreon a question and read their answers out loud here on the show for you this week's question was when do you feel your new horizons island is done or complete so kind of kind of ties into the topic we had today just to see how people felt if they were done if they felt like moving on to other places mm-hmm. but how, how do you get to that point you know like when when are you done <laughs> when are you ever uh so maybe we'll go you then me okay so the first answer is from hh who says haha never <laughs> there is always a set of weeds to pick up and a corner to redecorate i appreciate a good season change to spark my creativity and a new redesign i mm. i totally agree those season changes are fun to like move around your little items get out some pumpkins or get out some fish flags whatever you need to make your your town feel like it's ready to welcome the new season in. <laughs> I love the new seasons. Mm-hmm. That that to me is like the biggest thing they could play with to keep people coming back. Yes. All right. The next answer is from Laura Face Palmer. Love the name. They said, <laughs> when I first started my island, July 2020, I saw all these YouTubers posting, this is what 500 hours on Animal Crossing New Horizons looks like. So it was like, huh? All I need is 500 hours to complete my island? Better hurry up then. 
Cut to more than 2,000 hours of gameplay and an ever-changing island that always has a new nook or cranny to fill. So my answer is another 500 hours? (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. Yeah, I don't know how people can accomplish those things in 500 hours, honestly. (laughs) It doesn't seem like enough time. It doesn't. It really doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Loose Harriet F says, honestly, is never a valid answer. My first island definitely wasn't done when I restarted, but I chose to reset because I felt stagnant and it was just my islanders that I really cared about. I had so many buildings I wanted to move, so much terraforming, and I just ended up deciding to restart because moving 13 buildings seemed annoying. Now, I also wouldn't say my new island is done. I tend to be pretty busy between working and competitive cheer trainings, so I just slowly chip away. For me, it'll be done when I lose interest or when and or feel like I want to change lots of things that is hard to do when when restarting. I remember when you, Chewie, were having to move like every single building too. Didn't you have like a three week plan or something like that? I had fun with it, honestly, like just planning out all the buildings I had to move where on the beach I had to place them. It's, it's, it's something. And there's something a little satisfying of just like mindlessly tearing down all of your work. Yeah. I can understand that would be frustrating too, though. I can see. Yeah. It can get there. Um, so definitely have something to listen to and enjoy in the background (laughs) while you do that. Yeah. Uh, but that said, the stress of putting it all back together is also very difficult to deal with. (laughs) So it it can be hard. Or just restart. That works too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So the next answer is from Tumeg and Tumeg said, I can walk away from it once I put down all my custom paths. I don't know if it's really finished per se, but it's such a big accomplishment that I usually need to take a break and step away after I've spent hours and hours doing tedious pathways. Mm. My town feels way more put together and final. Yeah, there's just something about like getting those paths down and then lining them just perfectly with like your bushes and fences. Like it feels like, oh, this is so intentional and where I want people to go mm-hmm. around the island that it feels like, yeah, you're done. You, you've you've done the guide work for the town, you know? Yeah. And as long as, you know, you're happy with all the sights that people see along those those paths, then, yeah, you're good to go. Mm-hmm. And, and Tumeg is right it, that it can be super tedious on, a like, a path-laying oh, it's day. It's so hard. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's another day where you just need something on in the background. But yeah, the day they add custom sounds to Ooh. the custom paths is the day that I commit to the custom paths. Man, because they look they look so good. The looks are there. Yeah. The looks are a hundred percent there, but just the I want to hear my footsteps. <laughs> I went auto feels... path before that. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I feel like it's there. Like they have the sounds for yeah. these things. They exist. Like just let me attribute the dirt path sound to this dirt custom path. Yeah. And uh, we we got so close to getting it in Happy Home Paradise too. Like there was custom sounds mm-hmm. and atmosphere and stuff, but it just didn't happen. Yeah. Oh well. 
Well, next game. Yeah, next game <laughs> when we're on the moon. <laughs> Lido Jaeger says one of the great parts about New Horizons to me is that there will always be another project, something to improve, something to tweak, etc. The next Animal Crossing will come out, and New Horizons will still have possibilities. I yeah, I mean it's true. It's true. You can always change something or bulldoze a whole section and try again. I you just have so much power <laughs> that that you can change what you want. Yeah, there's a lot you can do at any given time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Summon Sloth said. My island will be complete when I have every villager photo and have the maximum number of human houses, eight, updated and decorated with purpose, but not really. I don't think my island as a, I don't think of my island as a thing to finish. I intend to simply keep playing and adjusting my island until I feel the need to stop. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and I think that's like, you know, how we should look at it a lot of the time like yeah there should be some stuff that you can always mess with yeah in the place it's a living That's organism <laughs> yeah peaceful floating cloud says i've not finished an island yet but i felt finished with my last island as i grew as ah, as i grew tired of it for my new island, I'll probably feel it's complete when I finish the museum collection and p- paid off all my house loans, or when I've a- achieved the goals I've set to myself and can't come up with anything more to do. My island will be finished when I feel the game is finished. I think mm. this is a great way to put it. Like, your island is finished when you say so, and it doesn't matter which goal you complete, but it's your goal, and... It, you're allowed to play it how you want. That's Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our last answer is from Sasha505, and they said, My island will be complete once I've decorated every part of it, donated everything to the museum, and once I've gotten all the animal pictures of the villagers on my island. The first one is, surprisingly enough, the hardest one for me. I do love decorating, but whenever I play, I always fall into the trap of the daily routine. Mm. And once I'm done with that, I'm not in the mood to decorate anymore. Decorating is something that I prefer to do in vacations or weekends. Mm. It does take more time. That makes sense. Yeah. And I, I can relate to this, too, because whenever I log in, I start to, like, naturally fall into, like, my little dailies yeah. in the game. and. Maybe that's like the habit I've been trying to get over because Mm. I don't feel like I need to focus so much on those parts of the game anymore. Like when I go back, I'm most excited about like decorating and stuff. But I think that the thought of like not doing the dailies kind of keeps me from it. And I'm like, oh, I got to do that. And then by the time I'm done with them, I'm like, man, I've been playing for a while. (laughs) Like my my stamina is gone, you know? Yeah. Um, So I think I just need to be more in the habit of like, I'm going to log in and I'm going to decorate this place or clean up this little section and change it up, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I I understand those feelings and I, I'll I'll work on getting over them. I'll I'll come back and tell you how it goes. Yeah, in your own time. <laughs> no worries. Mhm. Yeah, we got time. Mm-hmm. We got time. There's always next year. Yeah. As Sergio likes to say. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, for any patrons listening, next week's question is going to be a real fun one. <laughs> Who do you want as your adoptive father to in Animal Crossing? <laughs> like to me and Tommy has an adoptive father. Yeah, Tom Nook. Yeah. Uh, who do you, who do you want to be your Animal Crossing father? Uh, it, <laughs> Father's Day is coming up, so <laughs> let us know. And everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Haken, an Animal Crossing podcast. If you're sad to see us go, join us over on Discord. You can talk with other people who love Animal Crossing as much as you do, including Nina and me. Want to support Haken in a bigger way and tell us your answers in the Haken Islander Corner? Head over to patreon.com slash chewyplays. One dollar goes a long way to making this show even better and includes tons of goodies for you to enjoy. Get a special role on Discord, read a monthly newsletter, and get many other great rewards. We really appreciate the support and put your money towards some great things on the show. If you're listening on YouTube, when do you feel your new Horizons Island is done or complete? Reviews really help the show get discovered by more people. Please leave a review on your platform of choice and let us know how we're doing. Haken is a wild production brought to you by Chewy, Sergio, Nina, and all of our patrons. We thank you for listening, and we hope you have a great week. Gyroids forever!